Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Eckelbarger. Are you ready to live the life of Riley? I am. Today's episode of The Life of Riley is number 193, and it is entitled Suggestion Contest. It originally aired on March 20th, 1948. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. For several years now, Chester A. Riley has lived in a small suburb of Los Angeles. And Riley, being the man he is, has left his mark upon the neighborhood. So tonight, as he returns home from a hard day's work, his passage down the street does not go unnoticed. Take, for instance, the Werner's Cocker Spaniel. Ah, just look at that cute little pup there, panting happily, his tail wagging gaily. And then he sees Riley. But Riley walks blithely on. And as he crosses the street, the policeman on the corner shouts a greeting. Hey, you, you blind or something, I'll give you a ticket for jaywalking. But Riley walked on unperturbed. Halfway down the block, he passes Joe's fruit stand. Hey, you, put back that grape. But Riley ignores these rebuffs from a cruel material world. For now, he's almost home, where he can always count on his loving wife and children to shower him with the tenderness, admiration, and respect that is his due as master of the house. Oh, hi, everybody. Hi, Daddy. Hiya, Pop. Well, come home at last. Goodbye, Daddy. Bye, Pop. Hey, wait. Come back in here, you two. Well, what's wrong? We're in a hurry. Never mind. Come in here. Is that a way to greet me when I come home after a hard day's work? Hello, goodbye. You're the rudest kids I ever saw. But, Daddy... Don't try to deny it. You don't know the first thing about common courtesy. Yeah, but... Don't Daddy... try to deny it. After all, I'm your father. But, Daddy... Don't try to deny it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm sorry, Pop. Fine pair of kids you turned out to be. Hello, goodbye. Why, when you were babies and all you could say was burp, we had longer conversations. <laughs> Gee, we said we're sorry, Pop. I get more attention from that cocker spaniel down the street. At least he tries to bite me. <laughs> but you, you, you just ignore me. Me, the guy who's always thinking of you. Look, here's a grape I brought home for you. <laughs> we were in a hurry, Daddy. Where are you going? It's supper time. Oh, we ate early. Yeah, we're going to the movies. We're going to see Gentleman's Agreement. Uh, fine kids I got. You'd rather pay good dough to sit in a theater and watch a gentleman than stay home and look at me. <laughs> Don't cost you nothing. We'll be back early, Daddy, dear. We've got to go now, Junior. Oh, yeah, it's late. You're staying home tonight. Oh, but, Pop, I... Oh, Riley. What's the trouble, dear? Now, this don't concern you, Peg. Hello, Peg. Now, take your coat off. <laughs> but, Daddy, I made a date to meet Joni at the theater. And I meet Neghead Gillis. I don't care how many dates you made. But, Riley... Please, Peg. My head's made up. 
<laughs> you kids can't go to the movies unless you first get permission from the head of this house. We did. Uh-huh. You see, Peg, how they make up stuff. I, I never said they could go. Dear, I said they could. <laughs> well, have a good time at the movies, kids. <laughs> Oh, oh, Cugulus. What are you so grouchy about? Oh, those kids of mine. I caught them sneaking off to the movies without permission. Boy, I pulled them off good. You know what I said? How should I know? I ain't the kind of a sloopy guy who goes around eavesdropping on his next-door neighbor. Well, I told them plenty. You were right. Why should they pay dough to watch a gentleman when they can stay home and look at you? <laughs> Gillis, you heard. Well, we got free speech in this country, so I help myself. <laughs> hey, what are you writing there? Suggestion. You, you know, for that contest here at the plant. Well, you don't think you're going to cut one of them prizes? Well, why not? Believe me, I got some great ideas. Oh, your wife's been helping you. <laughs> Just what do you mean by that, Gillis? Well, you got a brain like this, Riley. It's, um... Well, let me put it another way. <laughs> An empty bucket can't hold water unless somebody fills it. Oh, yeah, well, my brain holds plenty of water. <laughs> I do my own thinking. I'm the boss in my house. Yeah, some boss. Like when the kids wanted to go to the movies. I oh, just didn't want to make no trouble. No wonder your kids don't respect you. Hello, goodbye. You think so, Gillis? You think that's it? What else? They want something, they go to pay. She makes the decision. Pretty soon they start ignoring you. Next thing you know, you're a stranger in the house. And one fine morning, you kiss Peg goodbye, your junior turns to your babs and says, Who's the big Jake kissing Mama? <laughs> You're right, Gillis. Peg's been running things long enough. From now on, I'm making all the decisions. Now you're talking. Peg ain't gonna push me around. Yo, what are you, a man or a mouse? All these years I've been a mouse. From now on, I'm a rat. <laughs> Daddy. Don't bother me now, Bed. Can't you see I'm busy? I got work to do. Oh, okay, I'll ask Mother. Mother, could you let me have 50 cents? Oh, certainly, dear. Hand me my purse over Just there. Just a minute. Bed, any time you want money, you ask me for it, not your mother. But, Riley, I can give it to her. I make the money and I'll dish it out. All right, Daddy, will you dish it out like an angel? I can put my hand in my pants pocket just as easy as your mother can. <laughs> After all, I'm, uh, 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 funny, it must be the other pocket, uh, well, uh, maybe here in my wallet, uh, maybe it's, uh, Peg, will you lend me 50 cents? Hand me my purse over there, Dad. Here you are. Hand these two quarters to your father. Here, Daddy. Thanks. Now, uh, what was it you said you wanted? 50 cents. Sorry, I can only let you have a quarter. Would you deny your own father car fare tomorrow? Well, I can manage with a quarter. Thanks, Dad. And like I said before, Ed, any time you want money, you get it from me, not your mother. Barley, what's gotten into you? You're not yourself tonight. You bet I'm not, and it's about time there was a change. Things are going to be different from now on. 
Those kids are going to know I'm alive. I don't understand you at all. Why are you acting like this? I'll tell you why. So that if they ever catch someone kissing you, they'll know that I'm the big jerk that's doing it. Dear, did you get your head caught in the bus door again? No, I walked home. Please, Peg, I'm busy. I got work to do. Oh, what are you so busy about, Dad? Never mind, Dad. Your father's got plenty to be busy about. He don't have to wait for your mother to tell me what to do. He does my own thinking. All right, dear, I'm not arguing. Go ahead, think. You know, I'm no dope. I just give that impression. <laughs> You'll see, I'll cop one of those prizes in the contest. What contest? Down at the plant to increase the efficiency. They want suggestions from the workers, and I'm writing up my entry. It's a great idea, you see. Every day... Hey, Mom, what's loose water? Junior, don't interrupt. Oh, excuse me. Well, you may as well listen to this, too. I'm going out and play. Never mind playing. Stay here and learn something. Now, here's my suggestion. You see, there's an awful lot of time wasted every day by 2,000 guys who have to stand in line to punch the time clock. So my suggestion is, let the first man who gets there punch all the cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, great, huh? But, dear, if, if one man punches all the cards, how'll they know when the other men come and go? Mom's right. What are you standing there for? Go out and play. <laughs> and then what happened, Ronnie? Well, it was just like you said, Gillis. Peg tried to do my thinking for me, try to force ideas into my head. But she was up against the stone wall. <laughs> and then what happened? Well, I decided I wouldn't enter the contest just to spite it. Then we had a little argument, but... After all, it's my opinion. Oh, no way. This is bigger than any individual. It's us men against the opposition sex. And believe me, you're worse off than I thought. This situation has got to be put a stop to. you got to tell Peg off once and for all. Well, you, you really think so? Positively. I won't get no rest until you do. <laughs> well, I, I don't like to make a scene. You don't have to handle it like I do with my wife, Honeybee. Well, what do you do? I write her a letter. A letter? Sure, like last week She kept nagging me for more dough All day long, talk, talk, talk But I didn't make no scene I sat down and wrote her like this Mrs. Honeybee Gillis Dear Matt, drop dead <laughs> Well, that, that, that's a little rough, Gillis I know, but I signed it your loving husband <laughs> Well, so long as you were polite about it And the letter went great she didn't talk to me for a week. Uh, you take a tip from me. Sit right down and write big a sarcastic letter. Yeah, where's a pen? To... Oh, here. Uh, dear Peg. That's too friendly. Yeah, you're right. I'll make it very businesslike. Dear sir. And, uh, uh, dear Mrs. Rand. No, 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 wait a minute. Let's think of something clever. Uh, she's a very bossy type. Bossy. Riley, I got it. Dear boss. <laughs> that is clever. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> dear boss, I just want to say... Uh, what do I want to say, <laughs> Say like this. Dear boss, for years I have been working just for you. You have always told me what to do and what to think. And naturally, I love that. 
<laughs> you got that? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and then I'll say... Now, uh, something real sarcastic. Yeah. Um, after all, I'm just a nobody. I have no brain. But you're so smart. A regular genius. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> then I'll finish up like this. Yes. Therefore, I think it's very kind of you to let me hang around all these years. And let me have so much money every week, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really too much. Why don't you just give me half? Yeah, that's <laughs> right, that's right, right. <laughs> Make her feel cheap. Oh, this is a marvelous ridiculous. Boy, am I glad I learned to write. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in handy. Yeah, now, close with um, your devoted slate. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Your devoted slave, Chester A. Riley. Uh, yeah, now I'll put it in this envelope, and I'll mark it uh, for Peg Person. No, 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 no. Uh, Make it um, to the boss. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> to the boss. Personal. Uh, I'll leave it right here on the table so she'll see it first thing tomorrow morning. Well, uh, Riley, you've done it. Yep. I got to <laughs> hand it to you. <laughs> yes, sir. And you know, Gillis... I got a feeling this letter's going to make a big change in my life. Huh? <laughs> we'll have the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. Say, Ken, a growing favorite with all the family is Prell, Procter and Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. That's right, and here are two reasons why Prell rates with families everywhere. First, Prell rids hair of dulling soap film. Leaves hair radiantly soft, radiantly smooth, easy to manage. Second, doctor's examinations prove that Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. And that regular Prell shampoos control such dandruff. And just one trial will prove there's nothing so handy as that Prell tube. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. It's safe for youngsters, too. And Prell goes far. A little makes mountains of lather. Is it any wonder that families everywhere are asking for... P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo Buy Pearl Shampoo And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix and Riley Stop worrying, Riley, and watch your machine It's already 8.30 a.m. and you ain't done no work yet Well, I... I can't work, Gillis. I, I should never have written Peg that letter. It'll just upset her. I, yeah, forget I should it. never. Never. Did I ever steer you wrong? Believe me, when I made you write that letter, it was the best advice I could have given. Well, maybe it works with your wife, but my Peg ain't like other wives. Gillis. All wives are the same. It's like in chemistry. Maybe iodine's got a few more molecules than arsenic, and arsenic's got a few more molecules than cyanide, but they're all poison. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah but, but Peg is different. She, she's very sensitive. I remember on our honeymoon when I missed the train, she, she got very upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was younger in them days, and she was still in love with you then. What do you mean, then? We're in love now. Yeah, but there's love and love. You've been married 17, 18 years. You're a little older. You're getting gray hairs. Well, so what? Just because there's snow on the roof don't mean the fire's going out in the house. <laughs> All 
right, so you're still in love. Yeah. And that's why that letter was a big mistake. I... Riley, I don't make no mistakes. And when I made you write that letter, I done you the biggest favor of your life. Yeah, but there's no telling what Peg will do when she reads that letter. Why, why, she might even leave me. No, she wouldn't do that. No, you don't know Peg. You really think she'd leave you? Yeah, and take the kids with her. Riley, when you sent that letter, you made the biggest mistake of your life. <laughs> You've got your nerve. Now he tells me I made a mistake. Yeah, pass me that oil can. Never mind the oil can. Tell me what to do. Don't ask me. If there's one thing I never do, it's advise a guy how to run his marriage. <laughs> Boy, you... You got me into this in the first place. If it hadn't been for you, I... that oil can already. I'll throw it to you, all right? Hey, look out! Boy. Now look what you've done. You hit the dynamo. I bet you short-circuited the whole plant. I didn't know what I was doing. It was an accident. You're going to catch it for this. Yeah, I ain't scared. They can't scare me. Hey, here comes the foreman. Huh? Hey, Riley, come back here! Well, I better be getting to school, Mom. I still don't understand, Junior. Your father never goes off to work without waking me to say goodbye. Well, he must have been in a big hurry. Oh, I guess he's anxious to get his suggestions in for that contest. Today's the last day, and he... Well, well, what's this? What, Mom? Well, this letter here on the table. To the boss. Personal. Well, if that isn't just like your father, he forgot to take his suggestion for that contest. Oh, well, gee, and, and he'll miss the deadline. Junior, dear, on your way to school, go by the plant and see that this letter gets to Mr. Stevenson this morning. Okay. Oh, your father'd be so upset if this didn't get to the boss. You never can tell about business. Why, a thing like this could make a big change in your father's life. <laughs> Trouble. Nothing but trouble. Ever since I was born. Boy, how I wish I had my life to live over. Personally, I'm against it. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. I was saying, personally, I'm against wishing. Wishing is a frivolous folly. Uh. I guess you're right, Digger. Only sometimes I get a feeling the cards are stacked against me. You're not the only one. I was in Las Vegas over the weekend. <laughs> Las Vegas? Where they gamble? Yes. I dropped a bundle there. Well, how much money did you lose? I made money. I dropped a bundle. <laughs> Tell me, Riley, what are you doing gadding about in mid-morning? Shouldn't you be at the plant? Well, it's a long story, Digger. You see, I didn't like the way Peg was always telling me what to do. Huh? And what's wrong with that? My dear wife, Brunhilde, is always telling me what to do. She even helps me in my business. She nails the orders, and I carry them out. <laughs> I know. I, I wasn't fair to Peg. And, well, then I had this fight with Gillisy, and I threw the oil can at him and short-circuited the dynamo. Shocking. <laughs> I know, but I lost my head. I picked up the first thing that was laying around. Oh, you must practice self-control. Can you imagine what would happen down at my place if I picked up the first thing that was laying around and threw it? <laughs> I could lose a lot of customers that way. And then when I saw the foreman coming, I beat it. You ran off? Yeah. Oh, that was the coward's way. 
Take my advice. Go back. <laughs> Make a clean breast of it. But I'll get fired. No, I'm going home. Maybe I can figure out some excuse. Riley, I beseech you. I ain't going, Digger. You, you can't make me go someplace I don't want to go. Maybe not now. <laughs> but someday I'll be in the driver's. Cheerio. <laughs> I'd better be shoveling off. <laughs> You'll have to face the foreman sooner or later. You should have stayed right there. You want me to get fired? That'll be fine. Oh, take it easy. You're not fired yet. I will be, unless I can think up a good excuse. Help me, Peg. What can I do? You're the only one who can solve this. So? So you won't help me. A fine wife you turned out to be. Oh, I want to help you, dear, but I don't see how I can. It's strictly up to you. Oh. Oh, now it's up to me. But before, it was always you made the decisions. I know why you're taking this attitude on account of what I wrote. What are you talking about? You know, you know well, that... I do not know. What... Oh, just a minute, the phone. Hello? Hello? Oh, yes, yes, he's here. All right, I'll tell him. Get right away. Thanks for calling. That was your boss's secretary. Mr. Stevenson wants to see you right away. Oh, he found out about the dynamo. You better get down there. Come with me, Peg. <laughs> right. I can't do that. Who ever heard of a wife going with her husband to see his boss? What's the matter, you yellow? <laughs> hey, come with me. Here's the boss's office. Well, go ahead, knock, dear. Oh. Hope you don't hear it. Come in. Well... Go on in, Peg. I'll stay out here. No, you go in. I'll wait. No, no, you come in with me. Come in, Riley. Come in. Oh, hello, Mrs. Riley. Come in. Hello, Mr. Stevenson. Riley, I wanted to see Yeah, I know just what you're going to say, boss, but believe me, it was an accident. The dynamo... Oh, don't worry about that. That's been repaired. Riley, I wanted to talk to you about this letter you sent me for the suggestion contest. Letter? I sent a letter? Uh, Yes, this one. Oh, that's the one you forgot this morning, Riley. It was addressed to your boss, so I had Junior deliver it. You... You had Junior... Peg, you mean you said... Yes, you... Riley, and when I read this... Well, I know just I... what you're going to say, but don't get sore, Mr. Stevenson. Sore? What for? Riley, this is one of the finest tributes any employer ever received. It is? Why, certainly. Do you know what that husband of yours said, Mrs. Riley? Why, no, I didn't read it. Oh, you've got to hear this... Dear boss, for years I've been working just for you. You've always told me what to do and what to think. And naturally, I love that. Naturally. (laughs) After all, I'm just a nobody. I have no brains, but you're so smart. A regular genius. (laughs) Fine choice of words there, Riley. That's what I like about this note. It's so sincere. Oh, sure. Straight from the heart. <laughs> Listen to this next part. Uh, therefore, I think it's very kind of you to let me hang around all these years and let me have so much money every week, too. It's really too much. Why not just give me half? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
Riley, that's the kind of teamwork we want in this plant. Uh, that's what we need here, teamwork. Fifty <laughs> percent cut. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's the first practical suggestion I got in this whole contest. But frankly, it's a little too radical. I know you'd understand, but I don't think the other men would. No, I don't think they would. Uh, my boy, with this kind of spirit, you'll go far. And to show my appreciation for your loyalty, I am not going to cut your salary in half. No, sir. Uh-huh. I'm going to leave it exactly where it is. Oh, thank you, boy. Not at all. You're all right, Riley. And you're all right, too, boys. I like you, my boy. I like you, too. You're sweet, boys. <laughs> Uh, got some shopping to do. I need a new garbage pail. Well, I uh, mustn't keep you folks any longer. Yeah, I gotta get back to the job. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's uh, 5.30. Why don't you take the rest of the day off? <laughs> oh, thanks, boys. Come on, Peg. Let's go. Goodbye, Riley. Goodbye, Goodbye, Riley. Goodbye. Oh. Well, I got out of that one, huh? <laughs> You're proud of it? Well, sure. That letter... That wasn't a letter... That was a valentine. I never thought you'd turn out to be a bootlicker. What, Peg? I never heard such, such nauseating flattery in all my life. But, Dumplin', that wasn't flattery. So you were fooled, too. What do you mean? That letter was meant to be nasty. You, you know, sarcastic. Oh, you can't get out of this one, Riley. But why on earth should you send a nasty letter to your boss and, and risk your job? Only an idiot would do that. But I didn't send it to my boss. I wrote that letter to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, Peg, I am an idiot. <laughs> and that's one of the smartest decisions I ever made. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment. Everyone goes for Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Here's what Mrs. F.E. Nauman of Venice, California says about Prell. My husband says that Prell's a man's idea of a real shampoo. And regular Prell shampoos have done wonders toward controlling his unsightly dandruff. Now we're both Prell fans. Yes, both men and women go for Prell because Prell removes embarrassing dandruff quickly. Leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely. Buy, try. P R E L L Pearl Shampoo. Makes hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P R E L L Pearl Shampoo. Well, I still can't believe it, Riley. How could you write a letter like that to your boss? Well, the fact is, I, I guess. Oh, I might as well confess, Peg. That letter was meant for you. For me? Yeah. But it said to the big boss. Well, yeah, I did it on purpose. Kind of cute, huh? Cute. <laughs> now, don't get sore, Peg. Now, I... look, let's get one thing straight right now. You have as much to say around here as I have. Oh, you're right, though. And I don't order you around or make you do anything you don't want to do. That's right, though. And I don't want to hear any more of this silly talk about me being your boss. Not one word. Okay, Dumplin', I promise. And don't worry, it won't happen again, boss. <laughs> Dr. Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. In the factory. On the farm. In the home. Hey, Mom! 
Where's the lava soap? Where's the lava soap? Wherever hands get extra dirty, you'll find L-A-V-A, lava soap. Because in every inch of lava's snowy lather, 50,000 tiny scrubbers get the deep dirt from skin crevices between fingers, around knuckles and nails. Yes, lava gets the deep dirt and grime ordinary wash-ups miss. With lava, hand soiled by machine oil, grease, dirt, comes sparkling clean in 30 to 50 seconds. Mr. Julius Bonner of Cleveland, Ohio says, I thought the carbon and graphite I work with had me licked. Dirty hands? Man, nothing cleaned them. But a quick wash-up with lava does the trick. Gets my hands clean, real clean in a jiffy. Yet, lava is gentle enough even for children's tender skin. So get the soap that gets the dirt. Get lava soap. This is Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. And now, stay tuned for Truth or Consequences. Good night! This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back in a month. Yes, I said in a month. The, I'm planning on returning the second Monday of October. I believe that is Monday, October 11th. I am taking a month off to do some traveling. And so we will return that Monday with the Aldrich family. One interesting note about the podcast that we will have on October 11th. That episode of The Aldrich Family is going to be our 400th official, regularly scheduled podcast. 400th episode of Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. There's been some specials that we've done around Christmas time or July 4th or different holiday specials. There's been uh, just other various different um, podcasts that, that we've done, but as far as regularly scheduled official so-called episodes, it will be the 400th. And so to celebrate that on the Tuesday following that, the plan is at least, or very shortly thereafter, is to have the 400th episode special episode. And that will be an episode of Truth or Consequences. Those of you who've been listening to The Life of Riley remember that They've been advertising truth or consequences on the life of Riley, and not too long ago, they had a crossover between the life of Riley and the show that followed it, Truth or Consequences. And they had what was going on then, what was called the Walking Man Contest. Well, the special episode that we're going to play is that episode of Truth or Consequences when they reveal who the Walking Man is. So if any of you were curious about that, who is the walking man on Truth or Consequences? That'll be the special episode that we have to celebrate our 400th episode. And for those of you who have been here for all or part of those 400 episodes, thank you for being a part of our classic comedy family. It's been a great ride. I'm looking to another 400 episodes. It'll be fun. 
So until next time, in the words of Sue Stewart Smith, when we sow a seed, we plant a narrative of future possibility.